All right, this thing's just downloading, but <coughs> just start the blabbing first. So one thing that's been kind of interesting about this, uh, watching old TV project, is I've realized it's like, uh, I mean, when I found Ed Wynn, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Like, whatever I'm looking for, it's out there. You know, like, it's, it's nice to see how well archived this stuff is. Because I haven't even had to dig very deep. Like, all this stuff has just been on YouTube. So in this case, last night, I was like, oh, I better uh, get this stuff ready for the podcast tomorrow. And again, like I was saying last week, I don't even know what is on the list. I made the list last month, and I'm just going down the list. So uh, at 2 in the morning or whatever, I pull up my phone. I'm like, all right, what was the list? What was the 1940s show? Hop Along Cassidy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the TV show. Because there was movies before that. Yeah, so I was going to say that's what was interesting about it is I'm like, all right, let me just hop on YouTube and search. So I found a uh, like a playlist somebody had made of like 66 Hop Along Cassidy's. So I'm like, okay, that's obviously the TV show. But they were all from like the 30s. And I'm like, what's going on here? Because the TV shows from 1949 were doing the 40s. So I was confused and I did a little Wikipedia research and yeah, those are the movies. There were 66 fucking Hop Along Cassidy movies. They had to be because TV didn't even exist in the 1930s. I guess, yeah, so that was just like TV, basically, I guess. So I wonder, did they take if they had so many of them from the 30s, did they just show those on TV as movies or was there an actual there was, Hop I mean, Along Cassidy TV show? They probably showed them on TV also, but no, there is the, the TV show is separate from the uh, movies and there was a radio show. Like, this thing was, considering it's like, again, I'm just going by names of things I recognize. So I've heard the name somewhere. All I know is I've heard of Hop Along Cassidy, so that's why I put it on the See, list. Now I've seen uh, on there's there's silver the silver screen channel or whatever, which, and I've seen Hop Along Cassidy. But now that you, I always presumed it was the TV shows, but you know what? Now that you say it, it might not have been. It could have been the movies from that's the 1930s. Such an absurd number of movies. Like I, I didn't do any research into that, but I wonder, like, what series has the most movies? Like, I don't think James Bond has 66 movies. <laughs> I guess speaking of that, Sean Connery died today. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. And he was 90. Man, well, that's, that's a pretty good run, but yeah, that's a shame. I like Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Well, now, I bet if you watch those Hopalong Cassidy movies, though, and why they were so, or TV shows, movies, whatever, I bet they ended on a high note. You know, like a climax, and now you got to come back next week to see what happens. Oh, yeah, so it's like a serial, but a yeah. movie? Yeah. Exactly. I bet you anything that's what those were. And that's why they would be able to make so many. And you'd have every kid on a Saturday afternoon, like, driving their parents crazy for the 10 cents or whatever it would take to get into the movies, a nickel or whatever it would cost in those days, because they had to go to see what happened. Well, and then you've also got um, The Lone Ranger. Yeah, I mean, uh, spoiler alert, I think that might be the one next week. (laughs) It's definitely another, like, the last bit of the 40s is definitely another Western. So, yeah, I just jumped ahead to this TV series from, started in 49, went for, who knows, probably a million episodes. (laughs) But I was kind of curious, because about um, cowboy stuff, again, my friend Ken, who's the other guy I know who's of the same generation as you. Vintage, yes, vintage years, yes. And, uh, I mean, I've heard him talk about, you know, when he was a kid, he had, you know, the six shooters and stuff, and you played cowboys and Indians and stuff. Yeah, Roy Rogers, of course. That's a big one. (laughs) So I was going to say, though, what, uh, what was on the girls' side? Did you guys play cowboys and Indians? No, because Roy, why I'm thinking of Roy Rogers is his wife, Dale Evans. She, there was Roy and Dale. And little girls ran around in 
uh, little little buckskin type skirts with a little fringe on the side and a little jacket with a fringe on it and the cowboy hat because that's how and cowboy boots fancy girl type cowboy boots because that's what Dale Evans wore of course I how could I have forgotten Roy Rogers and Dale Evans I mean this must have been like it was pre-Barbie right like was there anything for girls or did you just play the girl side well, of the cowboy for me thing? to say because you now see remember I grew up in a family of 12 and there were boys on either side of me so I just did boy things right. anyway but um let me think was there anything that was real kind of girly at the time yeah, I, I think it was just man things in the early 50s, 60s. It would have been, yeah, there were no women thing. No. There were just the women who were the girlfriends. And then at the end of each show, the girlfriend had to either die or leave, or she really didn't love the guy anyway, because, of course, he was the hero, and he couldn't tie himself down to a woman. Just, uh, It just didn't happen. So. Again, I don't have like high expectations for this, because this is obviously the height of mass production, you know, of <laughs> just if there's this many already made a million movies and now this is the tv show but i found the first episode of the tv show so we're gonna watch that and uh a little just again that's the other thing not only can you find this stuff but you can become an instant expert like i just read up about this for five minutes and i got the whole rundown where the books of Hopalong cassidy started in 1904 like find the name of the guy that wrote it who cares some guy wrote them <laughs> and they were real popular books and short stories and he was named Hopalong cassidy because he had a wooden leg but I get the sense that the character that became famous does not. We'll yeah, see. But we'll have to look at that because I don't really remember him limping around very much. Yeah, he was like an ornery kind of wooden-legged guy who <laughs> was like still the hero. But the sense I get from the show is that he's like the littlest hobo. He just solves people's problems and he's just a good old guy. Moves on. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's the one last cowboy fact that I just thought was really interesting is how there's been this complete shift of uh from in film production that you can really see in westerns where back in the day they made so many westerns because it was easy like there's montana you just go there and film you know like it's all just the natural world the big open outdoors get some people get some horses make a western no problem whereas making like a science fiction show like star trek like obviously the original star trek had a lot of bad special effects and stuff but that was still a lot of work back then it was hard to do that where nowadays it's the exact opposite like to go out in the actual world and film actual horses and real people is a huge expensive pain in the ass whereas if you want to make a sci-fi show you just get a bunch of nerds in front of computers can just make it you know you gotta watch out too if you're doing those old cowboy shows to make sure you don't have power lines and things like that running in the background oh yeah because they're <laughs> everywhere whereas in the early 1950s there there would have been a lot of country area that wouldn't have had any of that stuff and would have had dirt roads well now you've got paved roads you know so, that uh, that happened in game of thrones a couple of years ago which you know it's a fantasy show and it's not even an earth fantasy show it's a whole different world but there's a shot with a starbucks cup in it that got onto tv <laughs> and like and somehow no one noticed but at home everyone noticed well there the, the <laughs> Old movies are famous for watching, like when early television and early movies started, of uh, people saying, yeah, well, I, and, and they, they spend their time just looking for that kind of stuff in the background that is a flaw that just got missed on the cutting floor. So uh, anyway, let's, let's haul into this thing and see what the heck's going on with Hopalong. Already, it's just immediately exactly what you think it's going to be, right? <laughs> How do you do, Miss Abbott? 
My name is Hopalong Cassidy. Well, I can't do anything about that. Why don't you have it changed? Well, the Hopalong's a nickname. My real name is Bill. William would be the proper pronunciation for that. Now, just how did you happen to know my name? I don't think I've seen you here before. No, you haven't. My goodness, Dr. John. I forgot all about you. <laughs> they just want another hug from Hopalong. <laughs> all right, now let's just see who's in here. I don't know. So what do you think? You want to watch uh, 50 it, more episodes of that? If I was a kid, would I have liked now? As an adult, okay, 19, 19, 19, 19, this is 1948. Oh, maybe, it's yeah. It's even earlier. So, I mean, yeah, it was pretty pretty uh, sanitized, pretty lame. So pretty it, didn't, lame it didn't end on a <laughs> climax so that you'd have to come back next week and see what was happening. Yeah, although who knows, maybe the movies did, but yeah, not the, the show. So, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty... Yeah, this might not be the longest episode in the world, because I don't know if there's a ton to say about it. So I guess we can run run it down. So Hopalong Cassidy does not have a wooden leg like he did in the stories. He's just a guy. Uh, he is the fanciest gentleman in town. Like, he has the fancy horse, the fancy spurs, the fancy boots, the big kerchief with the cool... The fancy guns, the fancy holster. Yeah, and his clothes, though, they're not like everyone else. Like, everyone else had a collar. I feel like his clothes maybe were the 1930s clothes. They look like pajamas, and he had that huge hat. Yeah, and he's got to, his big kerchief is a, is a big kerchief, uh, whereas other people had... There was one guy who had one that might have been as big, but he had it turned to the side so that his kerchief kind of hung on the side. But most of them had little small kerchiefs. That actually, this was a great big giant thing. That reminded me of uh, beavers and cubs and Boy Scouts and stuff where you'd get the kerchief and the little toggle. And I was always kind of like, what What even is this that I'm wearing? What is? But I guess that's where it comes from because this guy had his little toggle to keep his kerchief on. And they must have cut the ads out of it. And that must have been why, because the transition scenes were kind of sharp. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't get to see any commercials. Actually, let me look that up real quick. What happens if we just search for 1940s commercials? But oh, let's get that set up and see. Because, yeah, it was a bit of a shame to have it fade out and not see the commercials. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I guess it's just there's a saloon across the street from uh, an elementary school, and someone keeps breaking the windows and harassing the owner. And... Uh, Turns out it's the school teacher, and she just admits it straight up. She's like, I don't like you, and I'm going to keep throwing things through your windows, and that's that. So wouldn't you know, she gets uh, kidnapped <laughs> because, you know, it wasn't the smoothest move. And she's your stereotypical old marm school teacher. You can yeah. be sure that she doesn't have a husband anywhere. <laughs> yeah, of course not, total. Her hair <laughs> pulled back in a tight bun. She's wearing a high-collared dress right up to the throat. So hop along. I guess he just, he is like the littlest hobo slash Columbo. He just is there to help out the people and investigate problems. But but it's funny that he's not the sheriff. He's not anybody. So much so that when he shows up, a bunch of people all go, who are you? (laughs) But I'm wondering, are they just asking that because it's the first show? Oh, maybe. In another show, see, he may be so well known and accepted. And is he in the same town, or is he? does he go to a new town? We might have to watch another episode just to... <laughs> I think he did mention, because no one knew who he was, and then uh, he, you know, when the school teacher was missing and stuff, and uh, he did mention, like, I'm going to hang around here until someone remembers where they put that school teacher. So I do feel like he must go he must from travel. town to town. Yeah. yeah, wherever he's needed. 
So he's such a good guy. He's like Santa Claus, basically. <laughs> he just goes around town helping people. So since the school teacher is missing, he goes to teach the class, and he's talking to all the students, and it's really saccharine. And one of the students is like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I've been hunting with my uncle or whatever, the saloon guy, and he's, uh, yeah, he's got his cabin out there six miles out. So Hopalong's like, huh? Immediately yeah. figures that that's got to be where she's hidden. Of all the cabins that might be out in the wilderness, that's the one. And, and sure enough, luckily, yeah, because it's only half an hour show. Yeah, he goes out, <laughs> finds her. There was a lot of uh, he grazes someone's hand in a gunfight. Like, hey, you just settle down. And then he grazes a guy's shoulder. And they have this long, protracted gunfight that is just people shooting at nothing. Eventually, he does shoot a guy. I was wondering if he Think. was. We think yeah. he kind of disappeared behind the rock, but right. really, we don't really know what happened to that guy. Yeah, so at least there was an implied shooting because at first it seemed really deliberate that no one was going to get hurt. Well, and he had his rifle too at that point, so yeah, he was getting pretty serious. So then uh, he takes the school teacher back and they confront the guy who owns the saloon. But it turns out in a double triple cross, it's actually a guy who owns a competing saloon that kidnapped the school marm to frame the evil saloon guy. So the evil saloon guy is actually good. They run this other saloon guy out of town and the evil, now good saloon guy is like, tell you what, I'll buy that other guy's saloon and it can be your new schoolhouse. Yay! <laughs> so there we go. Hop on Cassidy. I definitely feel like yeah, the reverse of how, again, I keep coming back to uh, Jack Benny, but how I actually went and watched some Jack Benny and listened to some radio shows and like I'm ready for some more Jack Benny in my life. I will never in my life watch any more Hopple on Cassidy. Yes, that's uh, plenty. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> I have to agree. <laughs> so anyway, we got that one down, but just for the heck of it, yeah, since we missed out on the commercials, which probably would have been the best part, let's just search YouTube for 1940s commercials. And we'll just, here we go, 10 commercials from the 1940s, 10 minutes. Let's just watch this okay. and pretend these were the commercials <laughs> that we saw during Hoplon Cassidy. <laughs> here we go, cigarette. <laughs> Doctors <laughs> love smoking. Time off for many medicine usually means just long enough to enjoy a cigarette. Man, it's just ridiculous. Like, how is this not a joke? This is not a parody. This is a real ad. Like, the parody of this is exactly this. <laughs> you don't have to change anything. Oh, Mr. Potato Head, nice. Wow, he kind of looked like an actual potato back then. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Potato Head is never like a pleasant looking toy, but that's extra weird. Is it just a potato? Oh, yeah, it is a potato. He got the, you get the parts. And then you just stick them in a potato. You use your own potato. That actually makes a lot of sense. I never thought of it. They used a carrot for one. That's neat. I didn't, didn't know that's what Mr. Potato Head was. Man, I said maybe I should start seeing if I can dig up some commercials to go along with these because it's uh it's interesting the, uh, even if the show is bad maybe the commercials are better <laughs> <laughs> the best one was the cigarette one again the yeah. best one was the cigarette one I mean the coca-cola ad that's one thing I don't know it's probably by then I'm sure coke was more normal but I heard back in way back you know originally when there was like some kind of cocaine type extract stuff 
in Coca-Cola yeah. and uh, lithium in 7-Up. So yeah, people would just, because they had those little little bottles, people would buy like 10 of them and line them up and just whoop, 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 and just go get crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet it was great. I'd love to try that kind of Coca-Cola. It'd be awesome. But anyway, yeah, so uh, there we go. We did hop along. Uh, we did some commercials. So yeah, I think next week is another, you know, the last 1940s show that I recognized was another uh, Western. So it might not be super exciting, but it could be cool just to combine them, just to get a sense of like, were they all like that white bread, <laughs> like Hopalong Cassidy, or maybe not. So we'll see, just to compare. And then after that, then we're moving into the 50s. So then there should be all kinds of stuff at that point. Yeah, but it was very sanitized TV. And again, like we were saying after after the war, after World War II, uh, you know, there was such horrific stuff going on, and yet those newsreels kind of sanitized that or didn't want to give you a whole lot to think about, so they kept moving into all this happy, happy stuff. So then at the end of the war, when TV was kind of coming into its own, um, yeah, they probably did do just sanitize stuff. Well, even the guy at the bar, can he drink whiskey? No, <laughs> he's got to drink sarsaparilla. Yet the back of the bar was full of liquor bottles. There is a weird little stuff, though. When Hopalong was teaching that class at the school, and he's asking this kid what he wants to be when he grows up, and the kid's like, I want to be an Indian. Like, oh, why is that, son? Well, because my pa said we're going to give him back all the land, and then maybe I could get some land. And Hopalong's <laughs> just like, ha, ha, Asher, what we're doing to it, I don't know if they'll even want it back. And it's like, what is all that commentary about? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, it's kind of a, because we were still putting them on reserves at that point in time, or a lot of them had already been on reserves for many, many years at that time. Yeah, to make a comment like that—that's kind of a that's weird, right? kind of unusual. Kind <laughs> some of. some no good lefty on on the writing staff. Yeah, <laughs> like if it, if it had been in let's say the late '60s, and that comment was made, you'd say, okay, that's very fitting to the times. But yet this is 1948 yeah. or 49, and and there's a comment about taking land from the Indians. But they still laugh it off, though. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. Just yeah, the last thing I meant to say, and then we got sidetracked. That school teacher, she did have the one joke in the episode where, you know, Hopalong is being all nosy and getting in everyone's business and comes in and she's just like, well, who are you? And he's like, I'm Hopalong Cassidy. And she's like, well, I can't do anything about that. Why don't you have it changed? <laughs> and I was like, that is a good line. That's not bad. That's a nice and in thing. half an hour, they had a little plot. Yeah. You know, little, they had the saloon and they had the kidnapping and the rescue. And, <laughs> and again, I feel like that's a, if this show, because I already named this podcast Calling Home, because, you know, it used to just be me calling home. But if we had started it just now as this just TV podcast, I would call it There's Nothing Else On. <laughs> you know, like I do think that's the caveat you got to put over all of these. Like you watch Hopple on Cassidy or you go outside and spin a wheel. Like there's nothing and else to do. In these days, if you did have TV, because they didn't have it in, in Canada at that point in time, because I think the CBC, I think it was 1950. <laughs> be interesting to find out when that is. We could only dream the, about Hopple and Cassidy. In the States, as far as I know, there was just NBC and CBS, and I don't know if everybody had could access both of those, or could you only access one? And if you could only access one, yeah, well, this is what you got. Can you imagine if you're a little Canadian kid and one of your American friends comes to visit, and he's like... You know what, Hopalong Cassidy from the pictures? Like, yeah. Well, we got him on the TV. <laughs> like, wow, gosh. <laughs> Canadians be saying the TV. What's the TV? <laughs>